0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, 24s Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We're back. Not on a Monday. On a Tuesday. I thought the freaking Bills versus Titans game was going to suck. I saw the score during the second quarter. Pause the music. Gotta say it real fast. I freaking watched Seattle versus the Steelers Sunday night. They left an absolutely terrible taste in my mouth. I said, uh-uh. I'm not... I'm, I'm glad... That I freaking watch that I didn't watch that game. And then I doubled down on Monday. I was like, you know what? That game doesn't look very good. I thought the Bills would absolutely freaking blow out the Titans. What a surprise they did not. We will get into that later on in the podcast. Thought the Bills would blow out the Titans. They did not. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna watch it on the podcast. I'm just gonna watch it by myself. And it was significantly better than I thought on Pause My Music. Great show today, we'll review really what happened over the weekend, pause the music, final Tuesday before next week, before next week's Tuesday, in which next week I will obviously be going on a week and a half long sabbatical from Wednesday of next week to Friday in about two weeks, and I'll give you my game day predictions, I'll give you everything, I think on the Wednesday podcast, I think, I don't know, I'll find out, I'll figure it out. But yeah, I'll be leaving for like a week and a half. I'll be returning. Unpause my music. I will be returning on that Sunday. So essentially, I'll be gone for almost two weeks, unfortunately. Didn't look at the scheduling. But we're back. And I kind of want to start off the podcast. Oh my God, I'm like, eh, eh. I bit my tongue. Oh my god, like really? Hold on, I bit my tongue like really hard, hold on. I have incredibly sharp canine teeth because I ate a lot of sugar and candy as a child and I did not eat vegetables, which apparently dulls your canine teeth, I still don't. I'm chewing gum and sometimes when I take a chunk out of my tongue, I literally take a chunk out of my tongue, I apologize. Weirdly enough, that never happened on the podcast. Let me stand my ass up. Hold on. So. Saw a lot of football games this weekend. And I kind of came away. Let me take off my sunglasses too. I'm wearing sunglasses inside, which. Surprisingly enough, when you stare at monitors all day and you have sunglasses on, it actually helps out your eyes a lot more, doesn't it? I mean, at least in my opinion. But. As I was kinda like watching the games this weekend, not only obviously the Cowboys game, but Steelers, Titans, Bills, you know, Seahawks, I was I was watching all those games. I kinda came away with this impression that I am watching one of the one of the Super Bowl teams play this weekend. And as a matter of fact, maybe not watching is the best way to describe it. I felt like I knew who the Super Bowl teams were. And I've been on this trend in the last couple of weeks. I feel like I've watched enough. I feel like I've watched enough football. I feel like I understand the league now. I feel like I, I understand the contenders, the top tier football teams. I don't really need that much time. I'll take my time. I'll take my time. I'll take my two weeks. I'll don't worry. I'll take it. But I don't. Feel the need to take it, and I think around the eight week mark of last year—not last week, but last year—around the eighth week mark in the NFL regular season, I was like, you know, I pretty—I have a pretty strong feeling about who is going to make it to the playoffs, and I also felt pretty strongly. I thought that—I mean, I'm going to have to check my notes going all the way back to a year but I thought that Tampa Bay was a contender. I knew Kansas City was going to be a contender. And I think at that time, I thought maybe Baltimore was a contender. I don't really remember. But I think I know who's going to win the Super Bowl. I think and I'm pretty good at these types of things. Pretty great at these types of things as a matter of fact. And I think those four teams and I got four teams for you. They're all NFC teams. They're all NFC teams and I'll get into them today. Those four teams are the divisional winners, or specifically the divisional leaders, excluding the Packers. I got the Rams, I got the Cowboys, I got the Bucs, and then I got the Cardinals. I think out of those four football teams, I've narrowed it down to four by week six. Technically, we're going into week seven. I know who's going to win the Super Bowl, and I think it's one of those four teams. Notice how none of the teams are AFC teams. Somebody's going to say, well, 24, 24, uh, what what about the Bills? What about the Bills, 24? What about the Bills? Did you see the Bills last night? I saw them last night. I saw them at midnight. I saw them again this morning. I was like, the Bills? Josh Allen, and I, I thought this during the Steelers game. I was like, you know, the Bills, they kind of evaporate. They kind of just disperse sometimes, you know? It's not necessarily to say that Josh Allen plays terribly. He just sometimes disappears. Happened against the Titans, happened against the Steelers. I don't like it. I thought that I would never have a game like that ever again. And then what a surprise we have it again. I mean, obviously, some people are like, Derek Henry is a really awesome running back. I could have told you that. Could have told you that. But my problem overall with the Bills is that, you know... Their defense plays inconsistent at times. And I mean, again, they shouldn't have... Like, you want to know the hallmarks of a great football team? It's when you win a game that you really shouldn't. And you win games that you really should. You know? Take Dallas, for example. Dallas this weekend really should not have won the Patriots game. Right? Two fumbles in the red zone... Over 100 yards of penalties, mostly committed by the refs, not by their players. Cowboys should not have won this weekend. Tampa should not have won this weekend. The Ravens should not have won this weekend as well. By the way, I had the Ravens over the Chargers. I was thinking like all this weekend. I was like, how stupid am I that I didn't pick the Ravens over the Chargers? I did. I looked at my notes. I did. I was like, oh, yay. Get to add that one in the win column. We'll talk about probably one of my best weeks ever. Ever last week as well. I was absolutely on fire. I was red hot. It's red hot. Red hot this weekend when it came to my game day picks. Don't worry, we'll get into that. But what makes all of these football teams great? The Cowboys, the Ravens, the Bucks, all these teams is that they really shouldn't win some of these games because they're they're missing players. Oh man, this player is hurt. This player is injured. This player has COVID. This player is suspended. They traded away this player. They released this player. Everybody said, well, you know, Cowboys, you really shouldn't have released Jalen Smith because Jalen Smith provides continuity and leadership with the football team. And the Cowboys aren't going to have that if they don't have Jalen Smith. And then they go out and they beat the uh, the Giants two weeks ago. Handedly, by the way. Could have beaten the Patriots handedly if the referees didn't help him out so much. Love the Patriots. I am a Patriot fan. I'm a Cowboy fan first. Like, like, like let's just get that one straight. Cowboy fan first, Patriots fan second. I am a Patriot fan. But I mean, with with the Cowboys, with all these football teams that overcame deficiencies, injuries, suspensions, COVID, all this other stuff. The Cardinals didn't have their head coach because he got COVID. Protocols say that you cannot coach within a certain amount of time that you have contracted the coronavirus, coach or play. Cliff Kingsbury got it. Freaking Kyler Murray overcame it. Bills, it's like, you know, I get it. Derrick Henry's awesome. Uh, The Titans are not a very good football team this year. After getting A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, they are still not a good football team. I was writing in my notes last night. I was like, Ryan Tannehill's not elite or great anymore. He's just good. He should be significantly better. Now, with all that being said, Right? About the AFC team, the Bills, right? Some people are gonna ask me, well, what about the Ravens? Why 24? Why aren't the Ravens a Super Bowl contender? Essentially meaning that they have the ability to win the Super Bowl. Playing in the Super Bowl and winning in the Super Bowl, by the way, are two different things. I mean, obviously the AFC has to have a represent a representative in it, but I don't think that representative will win in the Super Bowl, obviously. Some people are gonna say, What about the Ravens? What about the Chiefs? I'll get on that. Let me start off with the Ravens. Ravens are too empty. I think not to say that the Ravens haven't gone up against good teams. Uh, They have and they've obviously beaten good teams. I just think the Ravens don't have some of the defensive, maybe not defensive, but offensive aspects that they need to win in some of these games. Lamar's playing great. Lamar's playing fantastic. But I don't necessarily think that against, for example, the Rams, he would win that game. I don't think against the Cowboys. I think some of these teams in the NFC, they have the offensive firepower. They have the defensive firepower. And then I feel like they're far more completed than all of the AFC teams right now, including the Baltimore Ravens. And yes, they've gotten some defensive players as well. Their left tackle, Ronnie Staley, he's out for the entirety of the season. So that's bad. He's like one of their best offense. He's like their best offensive lineman. Really. Out for the entire season. He just had ankle surgery. He's done. He's out. So, kind of like, you know, with the Ravens, it's how long and how often can Lamar Jackson overcome a really, really inconsistent offensive line, a defense that has the ability to just get absolutely just brutalized at times, and... um weapons being gone and out because they're hurt and things of that nature. Like he still doesn't have Rashad Bateman. I don't know about styling Tylen Wallace, I'm not really sure. We'll see. All that good stuff. And we'll see what happens with Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens and all this other stuff. But for the most part Baltimore, they still they're, they're a couple of pieces away. They got they've gotten some great players. Like I'm not going to front on that. They have great players, but uh I don't know if Lamar Jackson can literally do it by himself. He'll try. I don't know if he can. And then let's talk about the Chiefs. Chiefs suck. Chiefs suck defensively. Patrick Mahomes. I saw that one interception. I think he had two interceptions against Washington. I saw that one interception, and it was like the Super Bowl play where he was being brought down at his knees or at his ankles, and I was like, no. No. No, Pat. <laughs> like, No. Never do that ever again. Patrick Mahomes, never do that ever again. And the Chiefs, they like their D. De- we, we've talked about it ad nauseum with the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense is terrible. It's appalling. It's god awful. It's terrible. It should be ashamed of itself. It should go home, hide in a little hidey hole, and just, you know, wait till the season is over with so that way they can address it. Mickey Spagnola, or not Spagnola, what's his name? Steve Sparks. What, what's. Who's the defensive coordinator? Steve Spagnola, not Mickey Spagnola, All right? That's what his name's, Steve Spagnola. Spagnola, excuse me, should probably be fired after, after the end of this season. Excuse me, let me take a drink of my fruit punch power. Mm. Chiefs, they have a lot of deficiencies on defense. And it's Patrick Mahomes, do or die. It is literally, hey, can Patrick Mahomes bail us out every single game, all the time, every single day? Um, and can he never throw an interception and make a mistake? And can he always make these awesome tacular throws all the time, every single day, every single game? If the answer is yes, then yeah, they'll probably win a lot of football games. But when the answer is no, when Patrick Mahomes can't freaking do everything by himself and his defense literally does nothing ever, ever, that's when you will start to see games um, like Washington, where Washington, I think, was leading at halftime. It was an absolute joke. It was, it was a mockery of the Chiefs. It's like, wait a second, they're Washington. Why are they beating you? You're the Chiefs. Why aren't you smashing their heads into the dirt? You know, Sean Taylor's freaking jersey retirement. Joke, by the way, by the Washington football team putting his jersey retirement on the day that the Kansas City Chiefs come into your freaking stadium and freaking hang like 30-something points on you or whatever it was. It's ridiculous. So I grow up Washington, but that would require a mature, you know, um, owner that can recognize their mistakes, and Dan Snyder is not one of them. Now, the Chiefs, deficiencies aside, I mean, obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and I essentially made them out to be Deontay Wilder. They're Deontay Wilder. You know, we got a big right hand. Big right hand. That's about it. They're not really technical. They're not really methodical. The, uh, the the jig is up with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll be saying this essentially until the end of the season and in, in until they get booted out from the playoffs. But the jig is up on the Chiefs. You play cover two, deep concept, and you just wait for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid to not adjust whatsoever. He loves as great of a play designer as Eric Bieniemy is and as great of a play caller as Pat, uh, not Pat, excuse me, Andy Reid is, they love taking shots and they don't care. They will drop back Patrick Mahomes. They'll say, Patrick, Patrick, drop back, drop back, Patrick. Patrick will drop back. He'll, you know, play action. They'll be in some type of a bunch concept, bunch formation. The Cowboys stole a Kansas City Chiefs play, used it in overtime to beat the Patriots in overtime. See, touch touchdown back. Chiefs loves to attack downfield regardless. If it's not working, if it's working, if Mahomes has thrown two interceptions, they don't care. It's like freaking Golden State just jacking up threes. Ironically enough, because I'm watching the uh, the NBA season opener, I just finished watching the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Now I'm about to watch Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. But it's like watching if Stephen Curry was 0 from 25 from the field and uh, you know 0 for nine on three. And freaking, you know, Steve Kerr just said, hey, Curry, just keep on jacking up threes. It's like, because he's Steph Curry, he can get red hot. He can go from being 0-25 from freaking, you know, to to hitting five consecutive threes. And then bada bing, bada boom, he just scored 15 points on you. It's kind of like that with Patrick Mahomes. It's like, you know, even though Patrick Mahomes, he can be cold. He can be, you know, he can then get red hot. Red hot, yeah. But it all depends on can he get hot. And there have times where he has been stone cold, like a tombstone. And it's like you know, Patrick just, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes just. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't. I blame. I blame him. I blame his OC. I blame his head coach. I blame his defensive coordinator. I blame everybody on the Chiefs. They're just not playing as well as they can and should. I'm just pointing out the raw facts. Anyways, Kansas City's not a Super Bowl champ or a contender because of their god-awful defense. It will get exposed by one of these offenses one of these days. As As it did last year. It got exposed by by uh by the freaking bucks the bucks did a great job of exposing them and so did the bills kind of but again talk about consistency right bills have got to play four freaking quarters and it's like you know we we casted the cowboy game we looked at it i looked at it twice and it's like the thing about the cowboys that made the cowboys the cowboys against the patriots was that when it mattered most The Cowboys made stops, they made plays, they had long drives, they were able to move the ball down the field, and they were able to score. And they were able to get stops. And they were able to get turnovers, or a turn, yeah, no, they got two turnovers. The Randy Gregory strip sack, and then the pick six. They were able to make plays, right? But not just, oh, we're just gonna risk it all and we're gonna throw all our dice, you know, on the freaking uh, table. I don't know the game that it's called, but the, the game where you have the hot girl, it's, it's always in the movies where you have, you know, James Bond have a hot girl blow his hand to give him luck and he throws the dice and then he wins because he's fucking James Bond and it's a movie. But, like, that's not how you play football, you know? You have to be smart, you have to be intelligent, you can't be stupid. And it's like, I don't know, man. The, the Chiefs, man, they, they, they kerfuffled me. They really do. We've been talking about Super Bowl champions or Super Bowl contenders for 19 minutes. I haven't even gotten onto the Super Bowl. Who, who are actual, the people, excuse me, the players who are actually the Super Bowl contenders. Again, Cowboys, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. You want to know what all those teams have in common? Want to know? They all got in common. For the most part, they all have consistent quarterback play. Consistently great quarterback play. Now, Stafford is kind of one of the odd man out because he can kind of disappear like Josh Allen, and he's kind of on that low totem pole really. I'm almost I'm getting to the point with Stafford where I'm like, he's about to be my third. He's about he's about to because of him specifically I'm like, I'm about to just disqualify the Rams and it's just going to be the Bucks, the Cowboys, and the Cardinals. But I think the Rams overall have a great football team, have the ability as an offense to be able to be explosive. But then as 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 you know, as well as they are able to get short-yarded situations, which is something that the Chiefs just don't like to do. The Chiefs, they think that we can just go downfield all the time and get a bajillion points and all that good stuff. But the Rams, they understand like we can run it, we can throw it, we can set up the run. We can set up the pass with the run. We can do a whole lot of different things with our players. And, you know, we don't necessarily have to be explosive all the time, but we have players to be explosive. And then on the defensive side of that, they have two of the best defensive players in the NFL, and they're playing very well. And yikes, Rams are Rams are a good football team. And their quarterback is playing well enough where you're like, okay, they could, they could, you know, they could win they could win a lot. They win a lot of football games. They could win a Super Bowl. Rams are a very awesome football team. Bucks. Uh one thing that scares me about the Bucks is their freaking defense. Their defense has been injury prone. It's been riddled with you know injuries in the secondary and it just not it just has not played as well as it once was or once did last year. Uh, they go from shutting people down to getting shut up. And then shut down. I don't know what the proper terminology is. They just get destroyed a lot. And I'm just like, yeah. They need a little bit of help on defense. They need another corner. They should try and make a play for a corner this year. And um, they need another. They need pro- like they need. They need. Yeah, they need another. They need probably two corners. Dude, they don't have a starting cornerback right now on their team. I don't, I said it on one of the uh, the podcasts. I think I said something like. They're at their fourth or fifth outside corner, or something like that. And you don't have a fourth or fifth outside corner on your team that can actually play football for you. You have, like, they have to go out and essentially get another outside corner off the streets. And obviously, that is who? That's Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. But I mean, you know, the bucks they just, they're lacking a lot on defense. They're injury prone. But more importantly than that, the bucks they have a great offense. They have Fournette. They have Rojo. They have Giovanni Bernard for passing downs. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They have Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has been freaking playing out of his proverbial mind they have Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, they've start they've started to get him going just a little bit. And most importantly, they have the GOAT Tom Brady who is still playing at the highest of high levels, potentially an MVP caliber player. By the way, all these guys that I'm going to mention outside of Stafford are MVP caliber players. Dak, Tom, and then obviously Kyler. Not Stafford. He's played too inconsistent. But Tom is great. Tom's great. The Bucks, they're great. They got to get... If if and when, this is a projection, not like we're living in the present. I am projecting they will be a Super Bowl contender because they are significantly hurt at the defensive side of the football. Uh, Richard Sherman is, uh, just got an MRI, I think, a couple of days ago. Now, he just got put on IR, I think, today or yesterday because, guess what? Um, He has... Freaking, I think, a cast strain or something like that. But yes, Richard Sherman, he's out. He's out. But I mean, that's the point, right? They're lacking in corners, which is why it's so freaking hard for them to do anything. Now, with Arizona, they did something that I loved on Sunday. And they they showed me, they said, hey, 24, hey, 24, why don't you pay attention to us? Why don't you stop looking at Dallas Cowboys, all these other football teams? Why don't you pay attention? Look at us. Look at us, the Arizona Cardinals. Why don't you take a look? Look at us. Picture me rolling. Up to LA, up to the Super Bowl, up to SoFi Stadium. The Rams, not the Rams, the Cardinals, they have everything that you want in a football team. And it's very similar to what I said with the Rams and the Cowboys. I haven't talked about the Cowboys. I'll save the best for the last. Uh, it's the exact same thing that I've talked about with the Rams and the Bucks. It's the exact same thing with the Cardinals. But it, it's more important than that. They overcame something this weekend that I did not know that they could overcome. They overcame deficiencies, and um, I don't want to say distractions, but just deficiencies. They were lacking their head coach. They didn't have him. He had COVID. Let me write something down really quickly. Hold on. All right. um, Player's name. Let me write this dude's name down. Okay. They were lacking at their head coach. They didn't have him. He had COVID. What do they do? What do they go out and do in hostile territory against the Browns in Cleveland? I was about to say Cincinnati, Ohio. It's a weird state. What do they do? Do they fold? Do they crack? Do they just give up? Do they just, you know, shake it off and not shake it off, but handshake it as a loss? And nope, they go out there. They beat the crap out of the Browns. They win the game. They go home they're 6-0, they're going home as winners. And it's like, that probably, not probably, that definitely wouldn't have happened for this football team years ago. Their defense stepped up, they did not have Chandler Jones, and I mean Zaven Collins, Isaiah Simmons have been great for them this year. J.J. Watt, obviously a leader on that front. Front seven and Kyler has just been absolutely fantastic and phenomenal. This is his easily his best year, his best season ever. And I mean, it's just it's just one of those games, it's just one of those years for the Cardinals where they're Super Bowl contenders once again, and they have such a unique opportunity to stomp the yard, overcoming deficiencies, overcoming obvious problems and situations. And I mean, now it's just, it's full steam ahead for the Cardinals and their schedule looks pretty easy as well to continue with. All of these teams' schedules, because they weren't first in their division last season, all of their schedules are like, you look at them and you're like, wait, why, why is that a thing? Why do the Cardinals have such an easy schedule? Why do the Cowboys have, these are the Super Bowl contenders. These are the guys that are going to be in, you know, playing, excuse me, late in the season in the NFC, and they're all going to be there. And, and you're just like, man, the Cowboys, they only have like one hard game left. And that's like the Chiefs and or the Cardinals. And then it's the exact same thing for the Cardinals. They have like uh, the Rams again. And then I, I don't know about the 49ers. I don't think they've played up against them, but the 49ers are bad this year once again. And then it's like, I think that's it for the Cardinals. And then it's like the bucks they were the number two seed in their in their division but hang on a minute they play up against the nfc the nfc east this year and don't they play up against the afc south oh no it's the afc east they go up against tom brady's old division and you know, like they just went up and won probably against one of the hardest teams in their division in the patriots they don't have the the bills left they beat the crap out of miami what do you think it's gonna happen to the Jets? I mean, some of these teams, I wouldn't be surprised if you see them win 14, 15 games. It's, it's that easy of a schedule for all these teams. Now, let me talk about, let me talk about the Cowboys here as I'm watching the Lakers struggle a little bit. Also, fouls aren't being called. Stephen Curry just pulled up. Stephen Curry just missed another three. Let me talk about the Cowboys final, final Super Bowl contender. I know we've been talking about this for almost 30 minutes. Did not expect to spend as much time on this as I did, but so Cowboys are kind of my last team and they're kind of my surprise team. If you asked me two months ago, really a month ago, it's October 19th. If you would ask me like a month ago, it's like 24. Do you think the Cowboys are a Super Bowl I Would have been like, nah, defense isn't there. You know, they had four turnovers against the Bucks. Remember, defense isn't there. You know, I got to see more. Zeke isn't, you know, Zeke should probably be traded and stuff that, like that, and I would have just said no. I I would not have thought whatsoever that the Cowboys were, were going to be a Super Bowl contender, and it had absolutely nothing to do with Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott played out of his mind. I will not take any disrespect of Dak Prescott at all. None whatsoever. But the Cowboys are the shock and the surprise of the season and Colin Cowherd actually said something interesting on his show today. He said the Cowboys are still being are still being undervalued valued, excuse me, as a football team because they're 6 and 0 when covering the spread. Vegas doesn't like that at all. Vegas wants you to freaking not cover the spread. Vegas wants teams that freaking don't cover the spread. So that way, you know, they can make more money. They don't like the Cowboys. They're being undervalued. Because if they were properly valued, Vegas would, um, the Cowboys wouldn't have covered. Vegas is wrong about the Cowboys, as are a lot of people. And, you know, I'll say this about Colin Calvert. He usually, I don't really quote him that much. But when I, but, you know, and it's usually because he's wrong uh, about some of these things that he talks about. But when he is right, he is, he's very, very right. I'll say that. And when it comes to the Cowboys this year, he's been significantly more right about the Cowboys than pretty much everybody else who's covered the Cowboys. He said something like, you know, people are undervaluing the Cowboys defensively. And he said, like, I'm going to be early on this. Because way too many people are devaluing the Cowboys as a football team. And then on top of that, they're devaluing their defense. And as you kind of like look around, you're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what's happening. They're devaluing their offense. They're saying... You know, it used to be well. You know, they played well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but but they lost the game and ha ha, they lost, they lost. You know, it then went on to the Chargers. Well, they they beat the Chargers, but it was barely. And then they got to go up against their divisional rival in the Philadelphia Eagles, and just excuses essentially, as to why the Cowboys were actually playing pretty well. And then you again look at look at the uh, the way that the defense has been playing. I'll say this. If you tell me the Cowboys play up against the Bucs this week or technically next week, I would have been like, man, I'll probably take the Cowboys over the Bucs in that situation. And it's simply put because I think the Cowboys have significantly improved. And it's obvious that they've improved. Their defense is consistently getting turnovers and making key and critical stops. And yeah, do they, do they give up a couple of big plays a game. Yeah, they do. Um, DeMonte Kazee, I don't know if he's going to play in the next couple of weeks because he has a DWI. Uh, probably will be expunged or whatever. I mean, he's a millionaire. They, like, they, they'll they figure that shit out. But, I mean, you know, the Cowboys and their safety DeMonte Kazee and all that stuff, like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine defensively. But, I mean, they give up a big play every every single game, but they get big plays as well. They get sacks. Randy Gregory is turning into a monster. Micah Parsons is awesome, even though his worst game pretty much of the entire season was against the Patriots, which isn't a surprise to me at all. And then Trevon Diggs just had another pick six as well, which is ridiculous. Had another one. Scored another seven points. I mean, right now, ironically enough, I think going into that game, he had more touchdowns than his older brother who's an actual wide receiver. It's ridiculous. Seven INTs. That's ridiculous. But I mean Trevon Diggs and the Cowboys defense and Micah Parsons and all these other players are just phenomenal at what they do as a football team. It's it's ridiculous. I keep saying ridiculous but I mean it's it's elite stuff and you know when you have an offense That's like, you know what, guys, we run the football pretty well, but what we also do, because we have a top five quarterback in the NFL, we also can throw the football pretty well as well. Dak's like, you know what, I got to throw the football 51 times. I don't care. I'll freaking do it, and I'll freaking score, you know, uh, three touchdowns as well. Really, it should have been four or five if the refs had counted some of them and if Cedric Wilson hadn't have dropped one and then how to overcome 100 yards. The Patriots game, some people are going to be like, the Patriots suck. The Cowboys should have beat them by, by, by two scores, and they really should have. Really should have. Zerline missed a 51-yarder. Can't miss that. Has to hit it. Dak fumbles at the um, at the goal line. Really, I thought it was a touchdown. I thought the I thought the goal line fumble was a touchdown. I thought the play before that was a touchdown. Cedric Wilson needs to catch a touchdown pass, but he caught that bitch on fourth and four. Let me tell you something right now: Cowboys are one of the best football teams in the NFL. Super Bowl champion, not not Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl contender, not even close. They got everything that they want. Every other team is essentially competing for you know high ranking in the playoffs. Some people are going to be like, you can't be that dis- disrespectful, 24. What about all the AFC? We already covered the AFC teams, didn't you not hear about first, like 20-something minutes of the podcast? The AFC does not have the talent, does not have the, the players, does not have the pedigree, does not have the ability of the NFC. Let's just keep it a stack. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it, let's keep it 100. Let me sit down as well. Sick of it. They don't have it. They don't have it. They don't got what the Cowboys got. They don't got what the Bucks got. They don't got what the freaking uh, Rams and the Cardinals got. And that is a essentially an MVP-level player playing quarterback and or awesome players on the defensive side of the football that are actually showing up on the film and on the tape. Let me tell you something right now. Like you show me a balanced, you show me a football team that is balanced and has defense and I will freaking show you a football team that potentially can win the Super Bowl. And that's what those three to four teams are. Depending on how good the Rams are. Let me take a swig. Hold on. Of my water. Or technically this is powered. Uh, mm. Let's move on. Let's, uh, let's not talk about things that are so positive. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield. What the hell was that on Sunday? Good God, dude. Holy smokes. He was. I don't want to say terrible. But he was terrible. <laughs> he was bad, And you know, I get it. Hey man, you know, Nick Chubb is out, Kareem Hunt got hurt. His two tackles were out. He dislocated his his um his left shoulder twice during the game after it was dislocated one time. I get it. I get it. But what I also don't understand is why that excuse isn't the same why why people don't have that exact same excuse for once again Lamar Jackson uh who everybody I mean he's he's hurt he had a knee issue, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Also, all of his players are out. Like, all of his, like, some of his best players are just out. Why isn't that the excuse for Dak Prescott? His right tackle's out. His right guard, the all-pro Hall of Famer, Zach Martin, got hurt. Oh, no, not even got hurt, excuse me. He got COVID at the beginning of the year. Dallas kind of had, like, a small little COVID outbreak. Zach Martin out, first game of the season, played phenomenally, coming off of a horrific injury. New faces, new players in hostile territory. Dak Prescott goes out and has an absolute ball against the Bucks. And what else happens for the next couple of weeks? Will Lael Collins get suspended? He's reinstated as of, I think, yesterday or today. He's back. He gets his all-pro Pro Bowl left tackle, or right tackle, excuse me. He's back. Michael Gallup in the next couple of weeks will probably be back. He's his number two wide out. Demarcus Lawrence in the next month or so will be back. He's his best defensive player, quote-unquote, before Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons kind of stole the show this year. And on and on and on and on and on. And it's just like, wait a second. um, Why aren't you better, Baker? Can't talk to me about talent. He's got talent. And I said this at around this time last year. I said, I'll hold off of my evaluation of Baker Mayfield until the next season because I don't know what to make of him. Some days he's hot. Some days he's he's just bitterly cold. Let me show you something. Let me pull up his statistics. I want to show you something. Let me show you something. Baker Mayfield has 67% completion percentage 1,400 yards. Six touchdowns, three interceptions. Notice I didn't clap it up for him. Want to know why I didn't clap it up for him? Can't can't have a two to one. Especially can't have, hold on. Carmelo Anthony is getting a very loud, very loud amount of applause here. Hold on. As LeBron comes out and Carmelo Anthony comes in. Hold on. all right? Anyway, sorry about that. Six to three touchdown interception ratio. That's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Only if you don't consider that this is the seventh week of the season and most of his contemporaries or contemporaries, not contemporaries, his peers, I guess most of his peers, have over double digits when it comes to touchdowns. Most quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe not most, but the best quarterbacks in the NFL, they have like double-digit touchdowns and maybe three interceptions. Some of them have less. His passer rating, I think, is inflated. I don't know how he has a 102.4 passer rating against the Cardinals when he played like absolute hogwash. I don't understand that at all. But I mean, I said it last year. I was like, I don't know if Baker is the reason why they're winning. I don't know if he's, if I don't know if he can play any better. I don't know. But I didn't like how Baker last season, especially... He had moments of just pure unbridled coldness, and then he would have pure moments of hotness. And it's just like, listen, man, you want to win it? Like you're you're the third best quarterback in your division. If you were on the Bengals, oh my God, you would be unrecognizable as a football player. You probably have the best offensive coordinator in that division, or technically, you know, head coach, whatever you want to call Kevin Stefanski. You probably have one of the best offensive lines in that division. You know the Bengals have easily the best wide receiving core in that division, and but you you have one of the best running back cores in that division. You have you know so many awesome defensive players, which I mean you could say I, I get it. The defense and not play very good against the Cardinals. A couple, of, but he, Baker's got to get going. He's got to understand. All right, all right. My freaking team needs me. Kareem Hunt's down. Nick Chubb's down. My two tackles are down. I got to, I got to freaking operate here. 37 of 14. 37 went scoreless in three quarters. He scored 14 points in the second quarter, and then he just said, I'm done for the day. I'm done. I'm out. 37 of 14. Baker Mayfield, do you want to know what they did? They said, hey, Bake, hey, Bake, Bake, you're going to throw a football 28 times. 28 times? What? You're going to throw it 28 times? How are you going to throw it 28 times? How? How is that allowed? He should have thrown it at least 35, 40 times. Are you kidding me? He has Odell Beckham Jr. How does this happen? Donovan Peoples-Jones rattled off two tutties. Four receptions, one-on-one yards. He's got to get going. You know? He's got Njoku who pops up here and there. Talk. Everybody talks to me about the Hail Mary. I don't care about the Hail Mary, folks. I don't care. He's got to play better. This should not be allowed. He's 500. He is 500. He is winning half of his games. He is losing half of his games. You know what I wrote down in in my notes? know what I wrote down? I wrote down because people had the Lions beating the Bengals. Do you want to know what I did? I wrote down in my notes. I wrote down on Sunday. I wrote them down. I said, Bengals are a playoff team. And I said it when they went up against the Green Bay Packers and they almost beat the Green Bay Packers. I was like, don't sleep on the Bengals. They're 3-1. Don't sleep. Get your ass woken up. Don't you dare sleep on the Bengals. They're 4-2. They're 4-2. and two. One of their losses is against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. The other loss was a fluke against the Bears. 17-20. Do not sleep on the Bengals. You can sleep on Cleveland. You can sleep all day on Cleveland. Because Cleveland won't wake your ass up like Joey B will. Joe Burrow will wake your ass up. He will shock you. He will get the defibrillators, the shock paddles. He'll freaking s- s- spark him up and he'll freaking say, clear, fully charged, ka-choon! and wake your ass up real fast. Wake him up. He doesn't care. I don't care. But then it's like the Browns, it's like you guys are five hundred. Your quarterback stinks. Your two backs are essentially on IR, and Baker Mayfield's going to have to bail you out. They go up against the Steelers on, on the 31st, Halloween afternoon. They go up against the Broncos this weekend. Oh, excuse me. They go up against the Broncos on Thursday. On Thursday. We're going to watch that game. We're going to watch Baker Mayfield. Their schedule, they should be able to go to the playoffs. They got Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Lions, the Ravens in two consecutive weeks. They they have their bye week in between. Raiders, Packers, Steelers again, and then the Bengals final week of the season. They got enough stuff to go to the playoffs. But I thought they were going to be a contender this year. I thought they were going to be one of the... They got a nice defense. They got awesome offensive players. They've been riddled with injuries. But hey, ask Lamar Jackson. Hey, Lamar, has your team been riddled with injuries? I'm sick of this guy. He's got to win fucking football games now. He's got to win. Last time I checked, he's losing. He's losing. Games that he should be winning. Or at least he's not playing as well. Thirty-seven to fourteen. You must be kidding, Baker Mayfield. Thirty-seven, fourteen. You must be kidding me. You must be kidding me. You know what? If I, you know, I was watching. I was watching. Um. You know, Dan Campbell's press conference. And I get this breaking news alert. Breaking news alert. From the NFL Network. I get it. It's breaking news. Comes across my television screen. They're like, Detroit... Is looking for a wide receiver. I'm just like, what? like, Why? So they can fully understand how much... Jared Goff sucks. Dan Campbell called him out in a press conference. I've never seen it happen before. Dan Campbell's like, yeah, you know, he just, he's got to step up for us. We, we, you know, we, we got to, he's got to put some more weight on those shoulders. You know, he's got to do more for us as a football team. That's the head coach, Dan Campbell, talking about his quarterback. And it's just like, why? We know who he is. We know who he, what he's all about. We know he's not a very good quarterback. But do you want to know what they're gonna try? And they're gonna get on their cell phones and they're gonna do this. They're gonna do beep, 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 beep. They're gonna call him up and they're just gonna be like, hey, uh, hey, 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 Cleveland, you want to trade Odell Beckham Jr. to Detroit? They're like, we'll give you a first, second. I don't know. Probably not first, cause they're gonna have a high ranking first. But Detroit's like, we need a wide receiver for our quarterback? It's like, dude, I could have told you that months ago. You should have signed one of them. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Jr. I don't know. I don't know. Detroit thought they were going to play good this weekend against the Bengals, and they played like hot human waste and garbage. What a surprise. I will save my final little Philadelphia Eagles rant where I got a 12-minute clip of Eagles reporter Seth Joyner complaining about the Eagles as well as other media members. But I'll end the podcast going over my game day picks of last week and also going over the, um, as well as going over my success rate last week as well because it was pretty damn high. I'm pretty proud of myself. So first and foremost, right, we got Bucks versus Eagles. Let me stand my ass up. No, let me sit down. I'm fine sitting down. Bucks versus Eagles, right? We casted it. We saw it. I love the Bucks. We talked about how, I mean, I talked about how much I love the Bucks for like 30 minutes straight. Bucks are awesome. Bucks beat the crap out of the Eagles. Eagles fans are panicking. They're freaking out. Well, well, I uh, Like our, our 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 team isn't playing very well. Our our freaking we don't we, we aren't playing man coverage against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's not very good. We're not putting our guys you know on the line of scrimmage so that way they can be physical and aggressive against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. It's like, yeah, that'll work out very well with two of the most physical and violent wide receivers freaking in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's a smart idea. Darius Slay and Nelson, really? Really? Got the Bucks over the Eagles. The Bucs won it. Not even close. We covered it. We covered it. Dolphins at Jags, saw the game, Have the Dol- had the Dolphins over the Jags, Tua played fantastic, Tua, I was worried about Tua, I was worried about Tua, because everybody was on Tua, tongue of Ilo, or tag of Ilo, I can't say his last name, they were on Tua for months, didn't get the captain C on his chest, no idea why, can't tell you why, don't get it, doesn't have the captain C on his chest, people don't like him. Tua was out there slinging it. Brian Flores, no idea what he's doing. Loved him as a head coach last year. Don't know what's going on with him this year. But Tua was slinging it out there. Gusecki. Can we, by the way, I just got to say this. As somebody who has watched like two Dolphins games, I'm like, can we freaking get Jalen Roddle just running a skinny post route or just something, a nine route? Just have him run really, really fast. He runs really, really, really fast. I don't know if the Dolphins know that. Not. I mean, I get it. He's a route runner, but he can also run really, really fast. I feel like I have to go somewhere and tell Brian Flores and their offensive coordinator, "Hey guys, you know you have a wide receiver that can run down the, that f- can stretch the field, that can stretch the field." Man, come on, man. Can we get him involved in the deep? passing game. Not to say that he is failing at the the short game because he's been working on the short game. He's been working. He's been awesome short. He's been awesome in the intermediate, in, excuse me, in, in the intermediate routes. He's been on, I mean, they, they haven't, they haven't freaking used him to attack that field. It's frustrating. <clears throat> so I, I want, I want Jalen Waddle more, you know, in the deep, in the deep game deep passing game, I mean, you got freaking, you got freaking Gasecki running these deep over routes, and I'm just like, why isn't that Jalen Waddle, hello, Trevor Lawrence had an awesome game, Trevor Lawrence had his best game of the season, you know, some of these rookies, some of these young guys are starting to come into their own, they're starting to get significantly better, they're starting to figure out ways to win, and that's, Probably one of the best things that you can do and be as a football team is having your young guys find ways to win. And you know what? Trevor Lawrence found a way to win on a very, very crappy football team. And he freaking, he iced out the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins had that. I I thought they had that game. They did not have that game. They lost that game. But both quarterbacks played very well. Don't throw your quarterback off a bridge just yet. If you're Miami, if you're the Jags, um, fire your head coach, fire your GM, fire everybody. Surround them with talent. You know, you're going to have a top-tier draft pick again. And then just get an offensive lineman. Get one of those interior guys. If you like Tyler Lindenbaum, you know, some people don't like drafting centers that high. I mean, I would, you know, Evan Neal as well. I don't don't know as, like, number two overall pick. But it's like if you if you freaking trade back in the draft, if you need a center, get a center. I think they like their center. I don't know what his name is, but I think they like their center. It's like get an offensive lineman. Get an offensive lineman. Or get an elite defensive player. Do not get Derek Stingley. Nobody has seen him play in twenty twenty one. Do not do not get Derek Stingley. Do not get Derek Stingley. Some people are going to talk about him. Some people already have him as like one of the best players. I haven't seen him play all year except out of the UCLA game. And do you want to know why? Because he's been hurt all year. And I did not like what I saw at all from the UCLA game. Jags help out your quarterback. Dolphins help out your quarterback. Moving on. Vikings versus Panthers. Vikings, you're a joke. You're a joke. You are a living, breathing joke I laugh at. Ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha 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 Almost lost to the Panthers in overtime. Did you really need overtime? Like two of the best wideouts in the NFL. I mean, can we figure out our offense, Vikings? Can we figure it out? I mean, to me, it seems simple. And, if, and you know, they, they make it complicated. They did it with Stephon Diggs. They're now doing it with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And I get it. They both had 100-yard games. But, I mean, fellas, can we just, you know, play a more complete football game? Can we play a better football game? Can we just play more consistently so that way – Things don't have to go down to the wire, so that way, you know, you maybe beat the Cardinals. Maybe you, you know, you take you take some of these games that you really shouldn't be losing. Like, let me check out your schedule really quickly, Vikings. Let me help you out. Where's your game? Where's the game that you? Know, you where is it? Where? Is it? Here we go. Here we go. Right, right. Fourteen to seven against Cleveland. Let me just check the box score. How many many yards, by the way, Kirk Cousins played average, 20 of 38, one touchdown, one interception. Maybe you should get another quarterback. Freaking Justin Jefferson had six receptions, 84 yards. Pretty good game. Adam Thielen, similar thing, three receptions, 46 yards. Why aren't you throwing the football more? Alex Madison had 10 carries for 20 yards. Kirk Cousins needs to step up, and so does your freaking and so does your freaking um um offensive coordinator. Gary Kubiak's son, it's like, dude, what are you doing? I don't get it. Figure it out. Chargers out Ravens. This is one of those games that on Sunday, I was like, I can't believe I didn't pick the Ravens to beat the 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 Chargers. I usually bet on my guys. I usually pick my guys. I'm like, you know what? If it's between a guy that I don't like and if it's between a guy that I like, I usually pick my guys. Lamar Jackson's one of my guys. I've been talking about him for the last two, three years. He's one of my guys. I was like, when I was watching the, you know, the Packers game on Sunday, I was like, you know what? I don't know. I didn't think... I, I was so mad at myself. I was so angry because I was like, this is the game that, that to me spoke obviously. I was like, Lamar's been on one. He beat the Colts. He played very well. Things of that nature. I was like... This should have been an obvious pick. It was an obvious pick because I picked the Ravens to beat the Chargers. I was so distraught on Sunday. I didn't even check my freaking game day pick list. I was I was like, oh my gosh, like just I can't believe I didn't pick the Ravens. I did pick the Ravens. Lamar Jackson played fantastically. The Chargers came down back to earth. And um Justin Justin Herbert did not play well. Did not play well. And hey, this happens. This happens. You no. Know, it is what it is. Sometimes you're the pigeon, other times you're the statue. And he's a young quarterback, so he'll have these weird fluctuations. Frankly put, I'm surprised that it didn't happen more. But the Ravens, another great win, five and one. Really the only loss. The only what was their weird loss? Let me try and figure it out. What was their weird loss? Didn't it happen like early on? What was it again? Maybe in like week three? Didn't they lose to like the Steelers or something like that? Or week two? they Week three, they went up against the Lions. Who did they lose to? Maybe in week one. I'm going through my game day pick list now. And I'm just like, I'm trying to find the Ravens. Oh, it was the Raiders. Okay, okay. I was like, who did they lose to? It was a team that I did not expect whatsoever. It was the Raiders. Regardless. Chargers you know, you have games like this where you just flat out do not play well whatsoever. So, it's happy for the Ravens. Happy for my game day pick. Happy that I was absurdly correct this week. Again, we'll get into that. But Rams versus Giants. Yikes, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, I I don't think I spent too much time talking about this game. On Friday, I don't think I'll try and talk about them, this game, that much on, I was about to say Monday, really, it's Tuesday. It's almost Wednesday, it's like 10.45. I'm not going to talk that much about this game because this game is essentially a great team matchup against a terrible team. So, it's like, you know what time it is. Terrible team played terrible, good team played good, or great team played great. Um, Giants aren't a good football team. Joe Judge. I don't really know what's going on with him. And, you know, the whole Patriots thing, I I haven't really been keeping, honestly, I haven't really been keeping that much in touch with the the Giants and their coaching staff or whatever. I haven't really, like, figured it out. I haven't, maybe not figured it out. Excuse me. I haven't really studied it that much this year. But, Yes, I heard about how his players have to run laps after practice. It's like, what are we, Pee Wee, Pop Warner? It's like, bro, uh, this is the professionals. They're all, like, a lot of your skill position players are carrying, like, less than 10% body fat. It's like, dude, like, you know, running them doesn't really do a whole lot. But, I mean, you know, the Rams, or not the Rams, but the Giants, I mean, they're just an absolute disaster good God, dude. And just a weird head scratching football team where I'm just like, I watched them play and I'm just like, they invested so much on their offensive line for, for it to be a very, very bad unit. Andrew Thomas is hurt. He just got put on IR. I was very confused over the last couple of weeks. I was like, what are they doing with Andrew Thomas? They moved Nate Solder from right tackle to left tackle. And I was just like, like, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? He's hurt. And I mean, like, they they don't know how to play football, man. They don't know how to play at this league. They don't know how to do anything that a professional football team knows how to do. You know, I mean, like, I, I don't know what they... Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Daniel Jones played awful. He had three interceptions. Um, I like Daniel Jones. But I think it's time to look for a new quarterback. But, I mean... The reality is it may be time to look for a new freaking GM as well. I mean, the Giants are an absolute mess. I remember listening to a radio show, a radio program, and a Giants fan who's like, you know, who's one of the radio show hosts, he was like, you know, my dad was a Giants fan or is a Giants fan. And he's just like, I was speaking to him the other day. He's like, yeah, this is the worst it's been since the 70s. It's ridiculous how bad it is. It's like they've lost more games in four years than the Jets have. Like, just so we're clear at how bad the Giants are, they have lost more games in four years than the Jets have. They're terrible. They're really, really bad at playing the sport of football. To the point in which I look at the Giants and I'm like, you're playing in the NFC East, which is not a hard division by any stretch of the imagination. But what makes this division very difficult to play in is um, one person. His name is Dak Prescott. It's one team. It's the Cowboys. It's like the Cowboys or bust. That is it. And when you have to see the Cowboys twice a year, you will probably get blown out twice a year. And listen, man, I say this all the time. You know, that raw rah shit, that works in high school. That, oh, man, we're going to, we're going to maul them. We're going to kill them. We're going to be physical. We're going to be violent. We're going to be a runner. When that, like, when you do all that stuff in high school, man, that stuff works because it's teenager versus teenager, and not every single teenager on both teams is going to be, like, a D1 athlete, a five-star recruit, blah, 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 blah. It kind of works in college as well because even though, like it depends on your conference or whatever, but yeah, it's like, you know, can, a, we, can A&M beat Texas, not Texas, can A&M beat Alabama on occasion? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It just happened. But is it going to happen consistently throughout the course of, you know, you know, of the, uh, of the next year? No, because Alabama has a crap ton of five-star recruits and they always get awesome recruiting draft, uh, excuse me, recruiting, recruiting classes and things of that nature, it's ridiculous how loaded Alabama is with talent. But everybody in the NFL, you know, it's it's a freaking even playing field. Everybody has awesome players. Everybody can win. Every single game is tough. It's a hard league to play in, man. And when you're a freaking rah-rah guy and you aren't a schematics guy and you don't have good schemes and you don't have good concepts and you don't run in to certain football teams and with a plan, what was the plan against the Cowboys? Let <laughs> me charge my computer. Just uh, let me ask you that question. What do you think Joe Judge said to Jason Garrett? You know, hey Jason, you know what we gotta do. You know what we gotta attack. We gotta attack some of these corn. We gotta attack. You know we gotta attack downfield. What do you think Joe Judge had as a scheme, as a game plan when it came to the Dallas Cowboys? Hold that thought as I charge my computer. Hold on. Not plugging it. In. What do you think it was that he said to himself and to his football team, hey, guys, we got to concentrate on this specific thing because if we don't attack this thing defensively or, excuse me, offensively, um, we're really missing out on points and yards and things of that nature, and we really, really got to shut down this thing. Like Again, they don't play like a professional football team because they didn't do any of that stuff against the Cowboys. Excuse me. I don't know what they did against the um the I don't know what their plan of attack was not against the Eagles but against the Rams. They lost thirty eight to eleven. Really, it should have been like thirty eight to three or something like that. Or it was thirty eight to three. I think they like literally got outscored thirty eight to three. It was terrible. It's like, what is your plan? You don't have a plan. Jesus Christ. Thirty eight to eleven. Had the Rams all the way. Not even close. Texans versus Colts. This one was a thirty one to three game. Yeah, and I said this during the during my live Sunday broadcast. I was like, you know what? Frickin' the um the Texans are falling apart. They finally have you know, they finally cracked. This is the game where they were like, yeah, we just can't hold on. We just gave it our all for a good six weeks or five weeks or however long it was. And um, you know, we you know what? We just did not play up to the standard. We did not play up to, uh, to where we were as a football team or where we are as a football team or things of that nature. We just didn't do it. And here we are, 31-3. What's the box score? Davis Mills, 29-43, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Carson Wentz was on one, 11-11 of 20. Barely throwing above 50%. Barely. 11 of 20, 223 yards, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor had 14 carries, 145 yards, 10.4 yards per carry. That is obscene. T.Y. Hilton had four receptions, 80 yards, 20 yards per carry. Paris 20 yards per catch. Paris Campbell had one reception, 51 yards, 51 yards per catch, of course. And then Michael Pittman Jr., even his two catches for 35 yards, 17.5 yards per catch is an obscene amount of yards. The Texans, they're, they're just not a very good football team, and they showed it last night, technically two nights ago. You know, it is what it is. You feel sorry for them, but then you're like, yeah, no, not really. (laughs) Like they have terrible ownership. Chiefs at Washington talked immensely about the the Chiefs. Have not really talked about the Washington and their diabolical uh, nests of just retiring one of their most beloved players jerseys when the freaking Chiefs come home. 31 to 13. I don't know how to describe how obnoxious that is, but I mean, Washington is just a very, very bad football team, okay? And, you know, I love Jeff Cavanaugh. He brought up a very, very interesting point about the Washington football team. He was like, hey, hey guys, listen. The Washington football team went 7-9 and nine without um, good quarterback play on their football team. What do you think will happen when they get a good quarterback on their football team? What do you think will happen? And to kind of answer that point with Jeff's, uh, of Jeff's, What do you think will happen when they get a good quarterback? I don't know because they don't have a good quarterback. But I know this, their defense, everybody studied it. Everybody studied Chase Young. Everybody adapted. Everybody's like, yeah, let's stop that guy. Let's stop him. And they did. They said, yeah, we're going to stop Chase Young. We're going to figure out how he works, how he operates. Washington freaking gives up everything. And then on top of that, they don't have a good secondary as well. I tried to say it last year. People didn't want to listen to it. People didn't want to have it. They have a good secondary, 24. They have a good secondary. They're they are, they're a very, very good football team, 24. You just, you're a Cowboy fan. I'm like, okay. Okay. Talk to me about their secondary now. How do you feel about God knows who is their number one overall corner? Talk to me about that. Especially when they could have gotten a corner. Who did they get in the first round? Who did they get again? Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis has not played very well. He's played like a rookie. In a draft class that's filled with rookie linebackers that are playing phenomenally. I thought they were going to go out and get Nick Bolton. I was like, oh my gosh. They get Nick Bolton. That's a problem. That is a very big problem. Nick Bolton. You know, like, hard pass. We'll take Jamin Davis. Not even another cornerback. I'm like, okay. Lose football games. (laughs) (laughs) Like, lose football games. I don't care. 31-13, no quarterback. This is going to be one of the teams next year that's like, yeah, we can't play football if we don't have a quarterback. So, that's what they will do. They will go out next season. Or, excuse me, in the draft next year and they will go out and they will get a quarterback but once again their defensive situation their problems they won't be solved and then it's like after next season guess what after next year's season guess what Chase Young will be up for a contract and it's like are you gonna pay him like he's a top 10 defensive end at his position he may not be the best division best defensive end in his division Really, Washington? Do you want to know the sad part about Washington? Washington may not have the two best defensive ends in their division. Dallas may have two of the best, maybe three, depending on how DeMarcus Lawrence comes back. He played one really, really nice game against the, the Bucks and then got hurt in practice. But it's like, I'm not taking I'm not taking Chase Young over, over uh Randy Gregory. And really, if you told me right now the versatility of Micah Parsons, I'm taking Micah Parsons. Over him 31-13 Washington Washington I think has like One game One game One win If not they have zero Oh yeah they do have one game One win It's against the Giants And we just talked at nauseum About how terrible the Giants are Packers at Bears 24 14 Packers won and not even close not even close Packers won it Justin Fields through a couple of bad interceptions well, I think he actually only threw one and one of those interceptions was because the refs didn't call a encroachment penalty against the defense Um Matt Nagy needs to be fired. I don't really want to talk about the Bears that much because I'm like, Matt Nagy needs to be fired. Talk to me when he's fired. I want him gone. I want him gone. I want him gone. He has coached better these last couple. I don't care. He has coached better. I don't care. I want him fired. And Rodgers, yikes. If he is, and I've said it multiple times. I've said it when I've looked at these Packers games I'm like oh my god the Packers are not a playoff team without Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and everybody keeps on saying the exact same thing and I'm so glad that I'm right on this everybody keeps saying and this is why I don't think the Packers are a Super Bowl contender it's because of their defense and then on top of that it's because dude they only have one white out one and it's like if you figure out a way to stop Devontae Adams yikes yikes you know they have Alan Lazard, and they have Randall Cobb, and they have Amari Rodgers. But as I commentated over the Bears and the Packers game, they have no idea how to use those players. And none whatsoever. They're like, yeah, you know, we got two really, really awesome inside guys. We're not going to get them on the football field. We're not going to run dual slot. We're not going to run two guys in the slot or maybe one guy outside or whatever. We're just not going to do that because we just don't trust our guys. And I'm like, like, why? Why don't you trust your guys? You got good football players. You got Amari Rodgers. You got Randall Cobb, dude. Like, how does this not, how do you, what is your malfunction? This should be easy. This should be, like, this should be the easiest thing of your life and you're screwing it up. I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it for the Packers. Like, Matt LaFleur gets accredited and accommodated and talked about how awesome he is. As a play caller, and I'm just like, dude, like, can we get Randall Cobb in the freaking football game? Jesus Christ. Goodness gracious. Bengals versus Lions. How are the Bengals winning this game? I don't think I need to <laughs> explain why. Joe Burrow. that's why. I mean, the Bengals, they're just a better overall football team. Dan Campbell questioned his quarterback. I don't mind it at all. But I mean, it's obvious that his quarterback isn't very good at all. Let me take a swig. Hold on. I mean, it's obvious that his quarterback isn't good. Like at all. It's obvious. It's like, Like, did you not know this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird concept. It's like, dude, like, God, oh my God. I don't know. God. Bengals versus Lions, 34-11. Bengals. I just don't understand why they thought that freaking, freaking Jared Goff was going to be great for them, but he's, obviously very terrible for them. Cardinals at Browns, 37 to 14 Cardinals over the Browns, not even close. Very, very good football game for the Cardinals. We talked a little bit about this game already. I'll just kind of give a nice tip of the cap to the Cardinals as well. Um, Came in, played very well. Again, overcame a lot of deficiencies, a lot of uh, distractions and things of that nature. Great job by the Cardinals um against the uh the the Cleveland Browns and Browns freaking pick it up dude oh my god 500 500 god I mean I'm I didn't expect them to be like six and oh like the Cardinals but I mean goodness gracious dude 500 we're almost toward the midway point you guys are 500 do you realize how many football games are gonna have to win how many games are essentially gonna have to be flawless and perfect in like dude they don't have either one of their starting backs for like the next couple of weeks. That's their whole team's identity. Let me show you some. Let me show you some. I mean, we already looked at their schedule. But I mean, they haven't even played against Baltimore yet. They have like a four-game stretch where they're going to go up against the Ravens twice, the Raiders, and the Packers four games you like that for them? i i don't like that at all for them four freaking games jesus freaking christ oh god browns are in so much trouble no who's not in trouble cowboys cowboys cowboys, cowboys. 35 29, one in an overtime, casted it. Saw it again. Loved it. Loved everything that I saw from Dak Prescott, except for the fumbles um, and turnovers. Awesome football player. Great job. 51 attempts, 30 something completion percentage. He's not on track to break the single season completion record set by Drew Brees. He's like at 70%, right? 73%. I think he has to get past. 73.4%. 73.4%. But, I mean, he was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal on um, on Sunday. I think Kyler actually is on pace to break the record, right? Yeah, he's at 73.8%. A lot of guys with 70% completion percentage, which is incredibly rare. The Cowboys, we've talked a lot about them as well. Patriots played a really, really awesome game. They played up to standard. I was surprised at, um, at how... Oh, Mac Jones was actually slinging it around as as well a little bit not a lot but just a tad bit you know it's rare to see Mac Jones kind of do his thing out there as well and you know the Patriots are starting they're starting to you know unravel that playbook a little bit starting to say hey Mac if you want to sling it we'll we'll give you the green line you can sling it it was a good day to be a Patriot fan you know team lost but also, your team played pretty well against one of the best teams in the NFL. So, had to come down to the literal final possession. Loved it. Loved it. Great game overall. Broncos versus um, Raiders. Raiders, they're back in it. Looks like firing John Gruden did them a whole lot of good because they won 34-24. to They're back in it. Max Crosby is a really, really good pass rusher. I'll say that. And the Raiders. I mean, I wasn't sure if they were going to make the playoffs a couple of weeks ago, and now they're they're starting they're starting to get back there. They're starting to get back there. Nice win over the Broncos on Sunday. I think the Raiders. How many? This is what they're four and two. They're four and two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They lost. No, I don't remember who they lost to. But yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, Derek Carr had an awesome day. Henry had an awesome day. Brian Edwards had an awesome day. A lot of chunk plays out of the Denver Broncos. Kyle Fuller is not not who, um, who they thought he was. Oh my gosh. But overall, a great day to be a Raiders fan, not a great day to be a Broncos fan, especially because this was the Broncos year. This was the year that the Broncos... We're supposed to make it to the playoffs and it looked like they were for like a hot minute and they're three and three and they go up against the Browns this weekend, Washington next weekend. And then on November 7th, they go up against the Cowboys. Yikes. They can potentially lose two more games in the next three weeks. Yikes. And then they haven't even started their series against the Chiefs. Yikes. They haven't played their – oh, my God, dude. They haven't started their series against the Chargers or the Chiefs or the Chiefs. That's like three losses right there. And then they still have a game against the Raiders, and then they have to go up against the Cowboys. It's like five to six losses right there. Are you kidding me? And then it's like, maybe you beat the Browns. Maybe you don't, depending on how good or how bad Baker Mayfield is. (sighs) I would not want to be a Broncos fan right now. They are so screwed right now. And then you get to the snooze fest. You get to one of the worst games this weekend. Flex it out. Get it out, please. Steelers at Seahawks. I remember Najee Harris was like, at the end of the game against the the Steelers. I watched the post-game NBC thing. He was like, oh man, like, you know, I like I like I ran through that hole and Jamal Adams hit me and I got up and I said to him, you know what? You know what? Uh, you guys got a nice defense. Got a nice defense, man. Got a nice defense. And then as I like watched that game literally in real time, I was like, oh my God, this is disastrous for Seattle. This is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Their defense is terrible. Ken Norton, um, just really continuing on with that trend. What was their total yards? 345. Continuing on with the trend of just letting anybody do anything all the time, constantly. 144 rushing yards. Ken Norton, defensive coordinator for Seattle. He is terrible. Just letting them do whatever they want. I'm just like, okay. 23 to 20. Steelers over Seattle oh god that game I watched it late on Sunday night and I was just like this is just it's just terrible finally the final game of the weekend Bills versus Titans 31 to 34 is the final score Bills versus T- I mean Bills got to get their act together Titans I don't know if they are a playoff team they are I mean they're four and two but man some of their games are just Like, I mean, they lost to the Jets. They should have lost against the Bills. Man, I don't know. Barely beat Seattle. That was like after, like, Derrick Henry had ran for like 100 and something yards, right? How many yards? Yeah, he, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't run for 150 yards is what I thought. He ran for almost 200, 182 attempts. I mean, it's way easier said than done, but yeah, maybe you should shut down Derrick Henry. Way easier said than done. Bills versus Titans, really good game. Shame that I didn't see it with you, but it is what it is. My final record for this weekend, staggeringly high, twelve and two. Only losses for me were the Dolphins versus the Jags. I had the Dolphins, and the Bills versus Titans I have had the Bills. I'm very sad for myself. 12-2 and two on the day because of bye weeks, as well as a 85.71% success rate. Shout out to me. Great weekend for football. Great weekend for me. I'll watch some college football tomorrow. i get the lowdown on what's what with some of these football teams. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens um, tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24th Podcast. I am tired. I'll see you tomorrow. I will actually see you tomorrow. not like, oh, hey, I'm not going to podcast tomorrow. No, I will see you tomorrow. We'll, we will do game day picks, pick for Thursday Night Football. It's not a surprise. Or hopefully it won't be. Hopefully Baker Mayfield won't disappoint me like he's been disappointing for the last couple of weeks. Um, Hopefully, you know, hopefully he's okay, first and foremost. I know he's hurt, but talk to Dak Prescott about being hurt. talk to Tom Brady about it he's got to overcome it but hopefully you know he's all right enough to play we'll see ladies and gentlemen 24th podcast I'm peacing out I'll see you tomorrow 24th podcast